down the road, as one does. And up ahead, uh, on the, the shoulder, on the side of the road, was a car. Uh, that's not uncommon. What, what was peculiar about this specific car is there was somebody standing outside of the car. And as we, the, the cars I was caravanning, driving with, got closer, this person saw us coming and started jumping up and down, waving their arms. They even started moving into the lane of traffic. We're on a highway. We're going like 55, 60 miles an hour. And I'm thinking like, oh, here, here we go. So a crazy person's going to get hit right in front of me. What's going on? The cars in front of me start swerving and laying on their horns. And I do the same. And it wasn't until I got close enough to see the, the, just the desperation on their face that I realized, oh, you're in trouble. You're not just a crazy person who's trying to run into to oncoming traffic. And something hit me in that moment of, hey, what if that was you? What if you were the person stranded on the side of the road trying to get somebody's attention for help? And so I, I decided I, I need to stop. I need to pull over and just see what I can do. So I did. I got out and, and asked, well, how can I help? And this person goes on to tell me that they've had the worst start to the day, their day that you can have. They, they ran out of gas. Their phone was out of battery. Uh, they just moved to the area, so they didn't know where they were. Uh, and they were late for a job interview. Just on top of, thing on top of thing. Well, I, I knew the area. I knew that there was a gas station just up the road. So I decided, oh, I'll run and grab some gas. I'll be right back. So I did, came back, dropped off some gas. And at this point, I'm already running late for work. So I kind of like, here you go. Good luck. Hope it works out. We'll see ya. And I go to work, and, and it's fine. And I, I didn't think I did anything major for that person. It wasn't that big a deal. It was maybe 10 minutes of my time. Well, later that day, I come to find out the, Im the impact that I actually made. Th that person uh, came to Chipotle. I worked at Chipotle at the time. They walked in the door with tears in their eyes, and they said, thank you. You don't know what you did for me. If I didn't get to this job interview, I was going to be homeless. And I'm thinking, I all I did was give you some, some gas. It was 10 minutes of my day. And yet I had this huge impact on their life. See, oftentimes when we think about making an impact on other people, we think it needs to be this big and profound action where in reality, it's oftentimes small, everyday things. Or, or like the experiment that we just did out there, where we had these small little Mentos, and we put them in Diet Coke, and all of a sudden, a big eruption happens. Somewhat of a small eruption, but a big eruption happens. We think that we need these big, profound uh, actions, but often it's everyday, small moments that can make a huge impact. We've been talking about things the past couple weeks in this series, Catalyst, of things that can impact your life and your faith. But tonight, as we wrap up our time with Hebrews and in Catalyst, we're going to shift gears and talk about how you can be a catalyst for change. Now, when I say that, some of you are going to have some different thoughts. A thought might come up of like, how could I? I? I'm not enough to make an impact on somebody else. How, I, I can't do that. I'm not good enough or, or, or something enough. Fill in the blank. 
Some of you feel like you have already made an impact on others, maybe in a really small way. Just by showing up, you're making an impact. Maybe it's been a big impact. Maybe those, those uh, effects have been positive, maybe negative, or maybe a little bit of both. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we can have an impact on others tonight. And we're going to look at Hebrews to do that. Hebrews, we've been in the past couple weeks talking about how things have impacted us. And now it tells us how we can impact others. So we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 19. It'll be up on the screen. You can follow along. Therefore, now, two weeks ago, I said, when, this, when we hear this word, we need to shoot up a red flag in our mind, and we need to ask a question. Does anyone remember what the question was? What is the therefore, therefore? I'll keep saying it so you'll remember it eventually. What is the therefore, therefore? Why is this word here? Well, we're going to keep reading and find out. So, therefore, brothers, now I know I just started reading again, and I'm already stopping. That's not cool. Uh, but I want to make a note real quick here. When we see brothers here, I want you to hear brothers and sisters. This is meant to include everybody. It's kind of like if I were to say, hey, guys, we're going to go outside. I mean, hey, all of you, we're going to go outside. So when we hear brothers, most of the time I want you to hear uh, brothers and sisters. So therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, Remember that. That is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. What's the saying? Last week we talked about how Jesus, through his work on the cross, is a catalyst for a new relationship with God. Amanda talked about a, a curtain, a giant curtain that separated God's presence from the people and how when Jesus died on the cross, he took that curtain and tore it in two. He, Hebrews 10 is talking about that curtain again. That curtain is gone. It's torn in two. And now we have access to enter into a relationship with the God of the universe. He wants to know and be known by you. And because of that, that's where the therefore comes in. Because we have that relationship, therefore now let us go and do this. Let's keep reading. Verse 24, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good deeds not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. We aren't just talking about our relationship with God anymore. We're also now talking about our relationship with others. Because of Jesus, we have a new relationship with God. And we have, a, we have that hope for a new relationship with God. And out of that, we now bring that to others. We bring it with us to others. We're challenged here to help each other grow, to help each other do what is good and loving, to spend time together, to encourage one another. If I could sum this up in one sentence, I would maybe put it like this. Uh, we're to love others 
and to help them love others. Let me break that down just a little bit. We should love other people, and as we do, help bring them along to love other people. Help them to love other people as well. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm talking in circles here. Maybe I'll explain it like this. When I was in, in high school, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I, even to the point of spring break my senior year. I'm graduating in just a couple months, and I have no idea what's next. And I end up going on a missions trip. We, uh, my youth group did a mission trip down to Houston, Texas, very similar to what we do in Detroit. And on this trip, we were helping put on a church service in a park. It was church in the park. We put on a service, and there was a meal afterwards, and it was just for anyone that was in the park could come hang out and eat, eat together. And I was talking to this guy, telling him, okay, what we're, what we're here to do. We're from Minnesota. We're here to love on people. And he asked me one of the most important questions of my life. He said, why did you have to come all the way down here to love on people? Aren't there, aren't there people in, Minis in Minnesota that need love? And friends, my mind was blown. Like, it would, like a new concept was, was told to me for the first time. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, there are people back there. I never thought about that before. Like, it, it didn't compute for me until he asked that question. Of course there were. This was how God was showing me what he was challenging me to do. There were people all around me that needed to know they were seen and loved by God. All I had to do was notice. He showed me what he wanted me to do with my life, to love others and help them do the same. And that is what Hebrews is challenging all of us to do, to love others and help them do the same. But how do we do that? If you're like me, I want like practical examples. You've got to tell me exactly what you want me to do here. Otherwise, it's not clicking. I, I can't click. Well, luckily, the author of Hebrews does that for us. If we keep reading in, in chapter 13, so we just turn the page. It'll be up there so you can follow along. But uh, in chapter 13, verse 1, this is what he says. Let brotherly and, and sisterly, hear that. Let brotherly and sisterly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. What he's saying is keep loving and taking care of one another, even people you don't know. Remember the people everyone else seems to have forgotten or overlooked. Care about people who are sometimes hard to care about. Protect people who are hurting and being taken advantage of. Your faith can be a catalyst when it is lived out through actions, especially your actions towards other people. This is uh, all over the Bible, that we can love God by how we love others. And in fact, it's our love for God that catalyzes, is that a word? Catalyzes? We're going to roll with it. Our love, for, our love for God, our relationship with God catalyzes how we interact with other people. It's like we go into his presence and are filled up with his love and it just overflows out of us into how we interact and talk and uh, treat other people. 
our love for God catalyzes our love for others. Sorry, dry throat. So my, my friend James Houseworth, he was my friend in high school. He lived this principle out every day of his life. Whenever you talk to James, it was evident that he just loved Jesus with everything that he was. It, it was almost infectious. When I, when, I, when I was done talking to him, I came away from that like, I want to love Jesus like you do. How, do. how do you do that? I don't understand how you can love him that much. I, I, help me do that. But one thing about him is because of his relationship with Jesus, he made it his mission to make sure everyone he came into contact with knew that they were loved and seen by God. I, th I think of one day, we were all sitting down for lunch, our, our friend group, and, and we just sit down and James looks up and sees somebody sitting by themselves. And so he gets up and says, hey, let's go sit with this person. And so we all do. We all go join that person that's by themselves. It's something like it was something so simple of just let's go sit over there instead. It didn't impact us that much. We still got to sit with our friends. We got to hang out together. And in fact, we added a friend to our group. That person ended up becoming part of our friend group. And it was this incredibly simple thing of just seeing somebody and going over. James was a catalyst for change that day. And all he did was be on the lookout for an opportunity to show God's love and then bring others along with him. How can you be on the lookout for a chance to share God's love? For a chance to act? Loving others sometimes happens in big, profound ways. Yes, that is true. But more often than not, it's through small, everyday actions. But it requires action. So who are you going to show love to? Maybe there's been a name or a face that's been kind of jumping in your, in your head. Or maybe there's uh, an action, uh, something that you can do to show love to others. Uh, maybe it's in your family of, of uh, inviting them into what's happening here on Wednesday nights. Last week, we took communion. For those of you that were here, we, we ate some bread and drank juice together to remember what Jesus did on the cross, to remember uh, what he did for us. Maybe you've, that was the first time you did that, and your family doesn't, hasn't ever done something like that. And just the simple act of you t talking about it at home could be an, an opportunity for you to bring them with you on Wednesday night. Or, or maybe, now the parents in the room are going to love this one, maybe it's just a simple act of helping out around the house, of doing something that you haven't been asked to do. Uh, and I, this is going to sound crazy, but if you go home and unload the dishwasher, you will be amazed at how much of an impact that's going to have on your parents. If you don't believe me, I dare you, just do it once and see what happens. I dare you. Just do it once. See what happens. That simple act can be a, a way that you show God's love to them. Maybe it's in your community. Is there a change, or is there something that needs to happen around you at school or uh, at, at, in your neighborhood? Maybe there's a kid who's being bullied or overlooked or excluded. And just the simple act of you including them in your group or, or including them in, in your uh, whatever you're doing 
can be a way for you to show them love. Maybe it's a, a friend who has lost a family member and they're just in pain right now. They're, they're mourning, they're, they're, they're grieving the loss of a loved one. And, and the simple act of, of you sitting with them, of just hanging out, being with them, just not saying anything, just sitting with them, can have such an impact on them. It's a, it's a simple thing. Just your presence can make a change. Maybe a classmate is struggling in school with, with a concept and, and you can, can help them. Maybe you can help understand. Or if you're like me, you can come alongside of like, hey, I don't understand this either. Let's go figure it out together. How are you going to be on the lookout so that you can show God's love to others? I'm going to ask you to do one thing before you go home tonight. When you go to small groups, you're going to get a sheet of paper that looks like this. On this sheet of paper, I want you to write one person's name. It's been some, maybe somebody that's been in your, popping up in your mind throughout tonight. Maybe it'll be somebody that you talk about in, in small group that, that pops into your, into your mind. Write their name down and then take this sheet home with you and put it where you're going to see it every single day. Put it on your bathroom mirror or, or by your bed or, or on a notebook or uh, on your phone or in your locker or somewhere you're going to see it every day. When you do, be reminded of who you're supposed to show love to. Ask, ask God, hey, God, how can I show love to this person? I don't, I, I'm, I'm clueless. I don't have any idea. How can I do that? If you, if you do that, be ready for God showing you opportunities. Maybe, maybe you're going to turn around one day and that person's going to be sitting by their, themselves in the lunchroom. And it's as simple as you getting up and walking over and sitting with them. Or maybe it's as simple as you giving 10 minutes of your day to make a huge impact on their life. You can be a catalyst for change. I know some of you might think, how could I? But it's these just simple, everyday, small acts that can have a huge impact. You can really be a catalyst for change, but it all starts here. It starts with our faith in God being a catalyst for action, that we believe in him and, and so it makes us act. It's uh, uh, the faith of others, others around us being a catalyst for our own journey of, of pushing us forward on our relationship with Jesus. It's Jesus being a catalyst for a new relationship with God, that he has torn that curtain and now we have access to a, a, the God of the universe to be known and to know him. And when we let that, relation, uh, that relationship transform us from the inside out, we can then go to others and be a catalyst for change. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for what you've done for us on the cross, that you've provided a way for us to be in relationship with you. And Lord, as we enter into that relationship and we let that change our lives? Would it change how we interact with others? Would we be on the lookout for how we can be, uh, we can show your love to those that need it, for those that don't feel like they're seen or loved, that we can be uh, a catalyst in their lives?